Yes, indeed it is. Fantasy Unscripted. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. As always, it's your boy, Jake the Snake. Joined alongside with Barnacle and Z-Dub normally, but Z-Dub is not here today. Barnacle, how you doing, my man? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing great, man. We had a great slate of games this week. Uh, we all saw the crazy walk-off win that nobody can believe. What I like the to call miracle the miracle in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yeah, what I like to call the digs out for Harambe play. Digs out, baby. Skull Vikings. Skull Vikings. Yeah, that was. Man, that when, you, what, that I, was... when they, you saw that scene with Case at the end of the game was like, man, you couldn't write it. That's like a picture with a thousand words right there. Yeah, it was so cool because that. the, you know, the whole place was buzzing. I mean, they were erupting with with clapping and, and cheers and everything. And then when they made the announcement that they still had to kick the extra point, everyone kind of calmed down, and the offense went out there. They cleared the field, and all of a sudden, just standing there by himself, Case Keenum starts the Cole chant, Skull chant, clap, Skull, Skull. And from like 10 people to 100 to 1,000 to 10,000 to 80,000 people all at the same time, Skull, Skull, Skull. I mean, hey, it I, was I was even doing it. Uh, yeah, I was doing it in my living room, I promise. It was pretty cool. Like, the moment was awesome. It was so awesome. Uh, but we had a couple of upsets this uh, week. If we had... Yeah, let's, we should rank, go ahead and rank the games from this week. Okay, uh, the in best order game was definitely Saints uh, and Vikings. most exciting. Yeah, that was oh, the yeah. most exciting. What was number two? Falcons, was number two? Uh, Falcons equals, I think, was more exciting than Jags Steelers because Jags were out in front pretty much the whole game. That's why I don't think that was as exciting. Falcons Eagles was kind of a nail biter there at the end. They had a chance to score a touchdown and win. The Falcons yeah, did. Yeah, I'm back and, and forth the, between those two really. Yeah, and then, I think if the Steelers did end up tying the game, that would have easily slid into number two. See, I think they had a chance though. Their problem was that last minute turnover field goal uh, that put them up 45-35. If it was still 42-42 or 42-35, the Steelers did end up scoring, so it'd have been 42 all. And it would have been yeah. up to the Jacks to either get in field goal range or take it to overtime. And we all know in overtime, anything can happen. But yeah. definitely the most boring game this weekend was Patriots-Titans. That was a blowout from beginning to end, and that was not fun football. Once the – that was funny. Tennessee went up 7-zip, and then New England ran off 21 straight points before half. Yep, that is the Patriots. I was like, that's game. After they scored their first, the, when they just tied it at 7-7, I was like, that's game over. It's over. Well, wasn't it also 28-7 at one I point? I think so. Yeah. I think it was this final score was 35-14. 35, yeah. It was 28-7, and then they scored 28-14, and then the, the Patriots scored one more uh, right near the end of the game. And I, you know, early prediction, we'll get into each game a little bit, talk about each game, but early prediction, I think... I think the Jaguars have a pretty good chance at going into Fox. Whoa! I think the Jaguars Whoa. have a pretty good chance. I was hating on them. Everybody knows it that listens. Barnacle, you loved them. You backed them. I was hating on the Jags, and they proved that it's not only that their stellar defense that can get it done. Think about this. Okay, the defense had four turnovers. Is that right? Uh, on Sunday? On Sunday. 
No, they had, I think, one or two. Big Ben no, only they definitely, one they at least had three. Because they had one pick and two fumbles. They at least had three. And one of the fumbles yeah, was a touchdown. They, they returned it. Uh, and then, of course, the Steelers turned it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, okay, they, so the defense right. only scored I forgot about that fumble for a right? touchdown. The defense only scored one yes. touchdown. That means that the Jaguars' offense scored 38 points. 38 points. Are you kidding me? Um, yeah, I couldn't believe it either. I think that Steelers defense hasn't been like the, when we were in our te- when we were kids, like I say in middle school, me and you, that Steelers defense was something to ride home about. Now the past couple of years, I mean, it's it's mediocre at best. Statistically, they're still ranking near the top half of the league, which isn't great because top half means top 16, so you could be number 16 and be top half. Uh, but I do think that you're right that they're not what they once were. You know, it's hard to be dominant like that over the span of a decade or two. Um, but I do think that the Jaguars' defense is comparable to the Steelers' defense of that day and age. They are good. They are fast. They can get you in the backfield. They can get you at the line of scrimmage. They can shut down your wide receivers. They can follow your tight ends around the field. They can stop your fullbacks, your running backs, your quarterbacks. Anything. They to me, score. I, I've seen – They're smart. I'm thinking more of like the Baltimore Ravens defense, not the Steelers. Well, the Ravens don't ever give up that many points. I mean, when's the last time the Ravens gave up – Oh, you know what? I think the last time the Ravens gave up 40 points was to the Jaguars in London this year. Yeah, if I'm not true. mistaken, was... they gave up 44 points. Yeah, I, I think they did too. It was close to it, if not anything. Yeah, but right, I was let's... saying like I was saying Go I was ahead. saying early Ravens defense. I was saying like the Ravens defense, like when the Steelers and Ravens had those great defenses, and that's what carried them. I think Baltimore. I think that's what Jacksonville reminds me of. Yeah, that's exactly More. what it is. Uh, some people would say like the 08 Bears. They had a good defense. Rex Grossman didn't need to play I, at his best. Yeah, but I think other people compare Bortles to Trent Dilfer. I do for sure. Yeah, where, you, where you have a quarterback who doesn't need to be good. Other people would say also the 2013 Broncos. Peyton Manning didn't have to be great. He just didn't have to suck. The defense won them that game. Hey, won them that championship. And Peyton Manning made some. I mean, you win that game because of Paint Manning's veteran leadership. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. In all honesty. Definitely. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Uh, let's let's dive in here. Uh, we'll look at each game a little bit, and then we'll we'll look at next week coming up. we got the championship weekend. Jaguars-Pats and Vikings-Eagles both playing on Sunday, which is good news. Uh, but first, let's let's go into the divisional round. So Falcons-Eagles, this game surprised pretty much the whole country. Um, I think this was the most one-sided look. I think even the Jags-Steelers games, people thought the Jags might have a chance more than the, than the Eagles did. But, man, it looked at the beginning of the game. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was Eagles defense playing well and Falcons offense not playing well. So, you know, in that respect. It was kind of what we expected. It'd be yeah. a low-scoring game, um, and that the Falcons would edge it out. But in the second half, Nick Foles kind of found a little bit of rhythm. 
found a little bit of what he liked and started to kind of figure it out. I think Doug Peterson put together a great game plan for him. They were able to run the ball pretty well. I think that them running the ball that good kept the pressure off Foles for making a big throw. Yeah, and it wasn't even many, you know. I think Jay Ajayi finished the game with around 50 yards on the ground. But even that many, mm-hmm. you know, coupled with the Garrett Blunt, um, helped stretch the field a little bit. And, you know, all they needed was 15 points to win. So when you can rely on your defense, that's it. I think, again, we, have to, we talked about it last week, an underrated defense big time. The Eagles' defense is so underrated. And they held a team like the high-flying Falcons to 10 points in four quarters. And correct me if I'm wrong, okay, but did the Falcons not have 10 points at the end of the first half and then didn't score in the second half? I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Yeah, yeah they had 10 points. They were up 10. 10 to 9. 10 to 9 or at something? At halftime. Yeah, yeah, they were up 10 to 9. They, I know they were up at going into half. And then they didn't. I know they did not score the rest of the game. Yep, they were up 10-9 to nine at half. Um, only reason I remember that is because I was doing that bracket thing. Uh, so they were up 10-9 to nine at half, and they didn't score in the second half at all. What do you, I mean, what do you think happens? What do you think happens with the Falcons? Do you think they're going to keep all their guys and try again next year? I mean, they had, you know, Super Bowl year. They had a year that was actually pretty good. People just kind of forget about it and kind of wrote them off because they started out slow. But Matt Ryan was, like, the number two graded quarterback this year. Oh. Pro football focus had a number two in this game. Yeah. So, I mean, do you think? To, I, to I, me, personally, I think they're all. To me, I think they're going to be just. They, they need a new offensive. Yeah, really? but I think like they need a new offensive coordinator. You don't like Sarkisian? No. He. Wow. You can see that the the regression at the offense. Well, you're not getting from Shanahan, Shanahan to Sarkisian. I know, but you can't. Sarkisian's not an NFL coordinator. Yeah, I think. But I think maybe a second year with him. I mean, think about how well they started to look at the end of the year. They started to look pretty good. Like, they, they finally figured it out. You know, they, they took a little while to get going. It took them a little while to jumpstart. But they, they finally figured it out. And I think everybody yeah, did, of, but, I mean, of, of relevance is returning over. for the Falcons. You know, how many how many offensive players are they losing? I mean, I don't Ryan's really. not going anywhere. Uh, the, Freeman's the not running going backs anywhere. Not Jones going not going anywhere. Mohamed Sanu's not going anywhere. So that's your top four weapons right there. Uh, Austin if they're Hooper. losing anything on offensive line, that might hurt a little bit. Alex Mack is a stud. He's the best interior offensive lineman in the league. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, by a I long guess, shot. Alex Mack guess is where he's, You know where he started his career? Where did he start his career? Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. They had some good offensive linemen in Cleveland Browns, my man. They should. They they had that Zeter, Alex Mack, and Joe Thomas. Yeah, that's on the a, offensive line. That's, that's a three great. That's three great offensive linemen, and then they still trash. That's probably the three best offensive linemen of their time in the NFL. Like we all know, oh, yeah. Joe Thomas is like the best left tackle in his in history. Um, but Alex Mack is probably what, top five centers of all time. Yeah, maybe. I don't say. I'm not saying don't. No, we can't Cedar say all time. Be, yeah, I think you have Bruce Matthews. Cedar might be top ten, maybe all time. Who knows? Maybe okay. Maybe not for all time. Maybe Zeter for his, is young. Maybe but his NFL, yes. era though. Yeah, I would his, say they're the best in the NFL, era, which is now. In this era, yeah, which is now. Yes, yes, yes. yes I agree um, with that. I'm not. So I can't I, say all time. 
They're still yeah, really good think, offensive linemen. I think linemen. the Falcons uh, make the playoffs again next year. Um, I think the Saints regress. Their defense is still good, but I think their offense does not perform as well as it did this year. Um, and the Panthers, with the, the one brand thing new offensive I'm... coordinator. I think the Panthers yeah, are also I'm not going to be able to crack that. the playoffs. I'll be interested to see year. how that works out this year. I think year. the Falcons are going to win the NFC South next year. Uh, I'm thinking Tampa Bay. Really? I like Tampa Bay. They're going to win yeah. the division? I uh, I just like I just like Jameis, man. I love Jameis, and I think I mean he's got to be able to. Okay, but Jameis has to figure, be able to beat. Matt they'll Ryan. they'll figure it out. He's got to be able to beat Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, and Cam Newton at least once. once. At least once. Yes. He's got to be able to split three and three. If not, better. But they're four and two. Well, you got to look at their schedule too. They're they gonna went play the, six the, though. Yeah, and the thing about it, they're gonna play the last place teams in the, the NFC. In well, two that's games. true. Yeah, they get an easier schedule because they, they get were they get the Giants. They get the Giants, and whoever finished last in the North, the Bears. I mean, um, yeah, it was the Bears. The Bears got last in the North, so they'll yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I could see that, but I don't. I mean, maybe as a wild card, maybe they go nine and seven and they sneak in. But the NFC is too good, man. I mean, think about this year. The NFC playoff teams—they were all stacked. I mean, Falcons were ten and six. That'll win a division sometimes. Yeah. You know. I think uh, Eagles though—they're well, going to be back. I think they'll be the one seed again next year. Honestly. Honest to God, I, I think, think they're going to be one seed. Again. What's funny if they win the Super Bowl, they're just going to be better in the following year because they'll get Wentz back. Yeah, I mean, imagine if Wentz was playing in the playoffs right now, they probably would have beaten the Falcons thirty-five to ten. Oh yeah, I yeah. agree. I want to talk about the AFC South. All right, let's do it, man. Let's go on to the Titans Patriots. Uh, kind of a boring game, but as my boy Barnacle just hinted out, the AFC South next year is going to be. Mark my words, the best division in football. Number one. If no no if, no 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 don't don't even play ifs no. because I'm assuming okay. that it's it's gonna happen. Alright, okay, so I'm we'll, not gonna play ifs. I'm, I'm okay say, with that. I'm going to assume, okay, that everybody stays healthy. You know, Andrew Luck is back. Hit reports, many reports are saying that he's been since he's been back from Europe, his rehab process has been going very, very well. We all know that Deshaun is already back to running and throwing. That's good news, okay? Mm-hmm. The Titans That's aren't losing news. anything. The Titans are a 9-7 and seven team that went to the divisional round. They're not losing anything. With getting a new coach. Okay, and getting, getting a new, a new coach. coach. And probably only losing DeMarco Murray, which actually helps them. Uh, because Derrick yeah. Henry is way better. Always has been. I always think, will be. I think Derrick Henry will be a top 10 running back next year. Should be. Fantasy. They should get rid of DeMarco Murray, okay? Yeah, and then you have the Derrick Colts, Henry. who are going to now be coached by Josh McDaniels with Andrew Luck as their quarterback. They need they need running back help. Marlon Mack is okay, but they need some pieces, some some defensive pieces as well. But I, I any think one they're of these four teams go, next year can yeah, we'll be the division, division winner. Oh, and and then you got the Jaguars, of course, who are still playing. They're in the NFC. They're in the AFC Championship. Uh, and obviously, and they'll get better. Yeah, and obviously the Texans with Deshaun Watson coming back, with J.J. Watt coming back, with Whitney Merciless coming back, with some other key defensive players being healthy. We had, you know, tons of injuries this year. DeAndre go, still doing his thing, but now yeah. he's going to have his boy back, his Clemson boy. If the Texans fix the offensive line, like everybody wants them, and moves Kareem Jackson to safety and add a corner. 
I think that's what they need to do. I mean, that's yeah, I for their, biggest, their weakness. Our, really, our biggest deal right now. I think I think this is what we do. We don't have a first round pick. We don't have a second round pick. We need yeah. to take an offensive lineman. You have three threes. Okay, in the third round, this is what we need to do. Okay. We take one offensive lineman and two defensive players because we saw we need depth. We saw Deshaun able to perform at a very high level with a very suspect offensive line. All four of those guys, all five, I should say, not yeah. including Nick Martin, so he's the only one who deserves to stay. The other four deserve to pack their backs and go on home and never play football again. Okay, yeah. they're terrible. I think they'll get picked up right. by other but teams, what, but they'll be Yeah, they'll be practice squad players for the rest of their life. Anyways, I think that <laughs> okay. you're, you do need one more, okay? You need some, you know, at least one. you got to have two good offensive linemen. You can have three scrubs. Deshaun will make up for that with his play. You cannot you need... have these gaping holes in the defense where you go up to Foxborough and have a shootout and you lose. You go up to Seattle, have a shootout and lose. You cannot have these yeah. shootouts and lose – because your defense, your secondary is really bad. We they have got to figure that it, out. It was terrible. And, and I, I honestly, do, what do you do with Kevin Johnson? You, that's another thing. That's a big thick that's question. That's a Rick Smith bust, man. Brian Gain needs to do the right thing and trade him for a sixth round pick. I, you know, I, get I think we're gonna. Uh, my my I good gracious, and I'm pick. hoping he's not. He's not like the worst. Yeah. I mean, he's – okay, he is the worst corner in the league. Okay, we know that. Stat-wise, he was the worst corner. But do you agree with me moving Kareem to safety? I think you Kareem agree with should... me moving Kareem Jackson to safety? Yeah, I think he should still be playing – I think he should have never left playing safety. He should have he's never been – I think safety – yeah, safety and with him and Andre House, that's that, that sets your back, back end pretty decent. I mean, I'll take that over what we had last year. But no, We should just get – we should just get AJ you... Boye back. We'll be good. I think what's going to happen is Kevin Johnson will be packing his bags by week preseason. He'll be on the final cuts. Yeah, I think I really think you can get a fourth round pick for him. Yeah, he's the worst corner in the league, but he's still young. He can develop. Maybe yeah. our defensive coordinator, our secondary coach, whatever it may be, was just terrible. Who knows? Everybody wants to throw money at Vrabel. Look at his defense. Well, and stuff. I, I think. Uh, I mean, I think Vrabel. It's not a coordinator kind of guy. I think he'll be a great head coach, but I don't think he he's not like you know how like uh yeah he wouldn't like be directly responsible. Josh McDaniels, for, for example, he wasn't a Josh McDaniels wasn't a great head coach in Denver, and then he looked how great as an offensive coordinator he is. Like some coaches are built to be a coordinator, some coaches are just built to be coaches. Well, and some coaches see. I think McDaniels. Should do like uh, Bill O'Brien is in Houston and be the head coach and offensive coordinator. He should he should carry both titles. I think he'll do that because he's an offensive minded guy. And it is, I mean, in my mind, if you can do it, like if you can stay afloat and 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 be the head coach and be the offensive coordinator, more power to you because you're the head coach. You ultimately know what you want to do, what direction you want to take your team. Like if you have any doubts about your offensive coordinator and what play he's going to call on fourth and two. When you're down by three points and you're at your own 45-yard line, you know, if you're the head coach and you're calling the yeah. plays at that point, then you're like, okay, I know what I'm doing. Like, this is what we're doing. And then win or lose, it's on your shoulders. You know, you can't pass around the blame. But if yeah. you had some other guy who's making the calls and you're like, well, do I trust his judgment? You know, he has to find someone he trusts enough. I don't think McDaniels wants to trust anybody else. 
Uh, it's his second himself. time being a head coach. I think he should take it over himself like Bill O'Brien did in Houston. Yeah, I can see that happening, but I think... And worst case scenario, it if, turns into like Kansas and, City, and Andy Reid hands the play calling over to his offensive coordinator, and they get better. I mean, that's what happened. And they go play... I, I think we're going to see... I think that Texans are going to bring in the coaches they want. And if April does leave, they're bringing the defense coordinator... Probably Romeo Cornell. Who knows? But Brian Gain is like, you know how our MO was. If they got in trouble in high school for something stupid, Rick Smith would have known about that but won't sign him. I think we're going to see a guy who, who, yeah, get in trouble outside of playing football, and we'll bring those guys in even though they're good. I want that personally. That's always been a big bugaboo about me being a Texans fan is I hate seeing we're not giving these we're not we didn't draft some of these great players because of one little stupid thing they did when they were younger and it really like comes back Marcus to Peters. Butt we could have, like we could have drafted how many Marcus good Peters that end up Marcus Peters good yeah Peters is an example and um, hey, hey, hey listen to this and we passed on Ben Roethlisberger and drafted Dante Robinson so yeah, I'm just letting I'm just that thing about that Houston fans, think about that. Dante, spelled D-U-N-T-A, Dunta. Dunta Robinson. <laughs> Dunta Robinson! Dunta. Dunta Robinson. Dunta. All right, All right. let's go on to the Jag Steelers. What's we're the still next game? About South. Well, we... um, great game. Right. You know, this was – I was so excited to hear. Um, I actually was not watching the game, so when I – Looked at my phone and saw that the Jacks were up 21-0. I almost pooped my pants. I was so excited, you guys. You have no idea. <laughs> but, no, don't even say you almost pooped your pants because all way long, two weeks ago, I kept saying, I kept telling you and Z-Dub, the Jaguars are going to beat the Steelers, and y'all kept making fun of me for it. And I was like, no, the Jags are going to beat the Steelers. How about See, now? I still thought as the game was going on, I was like, oh, the Steelers are come back. I mean, even up until the last quarter, I was like, oh, they're still going to come back. Oh, they're only down by one score. They're going to yeah. come back. Then they coughed it up and gave up a field goal. Okay, they're down 10 with like two minutes left. Okay, they're not going to win now. I think what there's two things that screwed the Steelers over yesterday. The Todd Haley fourth down play calls, a couple, two of the plays, and Mike Tomlin going for onside kicks so early. Okay, so my my reaction to that would be, Sure, Todd Haley missed two fourth downs, but he also got two. Uh, and the two that he got were touchdowns, both of them. So he was two for four well, on big, fourth downs, all right? But, well, no, no, let me, let me, Big Ben and his receivers hear, hear got the touchdowns. Out. Hear me out. Okay. okay. Todd Haley called the play. Two fourth downs, they missed. You're right. Two fourth downs, they scored touchdowns. Yeah, okay, he wasn't out there playing. He called the plays. Okay, and your other... Your other point, Mike Tomlin's onside kick, this is what I believe. If you kick it off with the way that they were running the ball, okay, with Leonard Fournette, you cannot guarantee that you would even get the ball back. All right? I promise. I know there were it was before the two-minute warning, all right, and you had all your time out. But what I'm saying is all they've got to do is run it on first down for four yards, run it on second down for two, Running on third down for four, first down. Running on first down for six, 
running on second down for three, running on third down for one, another first down. Okay, and they're the just chipping over. away, and you don't get the ball back. All right, I've seen it a number of times in the NFL, where the team is down by ten or fourteen, you know, two scores. They'll score. There's two minutes and forty-seven seconds, or something like that, yeah. and all three timeouts and the two-minute warning, and they kick the ball off, and they have no return. Okay, and they just run and run and run and run and run, and they end up somewhere around the fifty-yard line. The said team is out of timeouts. We're past the two-minute warning. You got forty-five seconds on the clock, and they're punting you, and you're downing the ball at the two-yard line with no timeouts. You don't know if you're going to get the ball back. In that situation, I would have done the same thing. I think Mike Tomlin had the right call going for the onside kick because, again, you kick it off, you may never get the ball back. If you get that onside kick, you're ten yards away from field goal range already. I mean, you're right. You're you're right there yeah. on the edge. And, you, and all they, you know, at the end of the game, we see the final score. All they needed was a field goal. So if they would have been able to convert that onside kick, get in field goal range, kick the field goal, everything else happens, well, then we're tied at 45. We're playing overtime. Yeah, the game might still yeah. be going on to this day, man. It might be 250 I see, I, to 250. I, I, I see your point, but to me, watching the game, I thought it was too early. And you gave the Jacks good field position, and then it took him one first down field goal. Game was over. I know, right there. But and Lambo hit that. And it was game. But I would have taken my, me. I I would have been okay. I would rather them do it the other way. If I didn't have my timeout, I would say, yeah, let's do it. Like let's onside kick it. But you but had even, all three even you were saying plus earlier. a two minute warning. Even you were saying earlier that this Steelers defense is not the same of old. Okay? You cannot trust no, your not. defense against the Jaguars' offense. The way they were playing, they scored 38 points. You cannot trust your defense to go out there and stop them a- at all. I mean, you're pretty much banking on no. giving up a touchdown every time they go out because that's how dominant they were playing. And so, the Jags in my Thomas mind, this is what the... he's thinking. Okay? I promise you, this is what he's thinking. All right, if we kick the ball off and we give it back to him, we might never see it again. So instead of that, we'll yeah. onside kick it. All right, if we get it, cool. If they get it, they score a field goal. All right, we got a chance still because we can get the ball again. Unfortunately, that's what happened. They didn't have enough time to come back. They scored the touchdown, uh, and then they were still three points short. But I can see yeah. why he did it. I would be more scared of giving them the ball on a kickoff and not even having a chance to get a to get the ball back, you know, not even having a chance. Where at least with an onside kick, you have a chance. It's like ten percent, but you have a chance. Okay. With a normal kickoff, you have zero yeah. percent chance. You're not getting the ball. Period. You're 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 not. Sure, there's fumbles, but this is the playoffs. Okay. If you kick it anywhere near the end zone, even if they're one yard deep, they're gonna take a knee. They're gonna hold on to the ball. All right. I can see why he did it. I agree with what he did. A lot of people don't, but I agree with what he do did you because think, of the situation of the think, game and the intensity of the, of the time that he made that decision. Yeah, but do you think that it was also because some of his, like, they were all Steelers were looking ahead until to play the Patriots? Oh, that well, that's a totally different subject, but yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you there. Everybody was I looking thought, past the Jacks. They were already it, looking on the next week. And now I th- yeah. they get to sit on their couch. And, and, and I think that's week. hilarious. 
Oh, my goodness. <laughs> if they want to play them, play them on Madden. Did you see what the Jaguars tweeted? Yeah, I saw that. was hilarious. They took that picture. Yeah. So, Mike Mitchell, uh, last week, said, we can play them in hell, we can play them in Foxborough, we can play them wherever, we're going to win. And Jacksonville took that quote and said, yeah, and now you guys can play them on, and then they tagged EA Madden Sports. You guys can play them on at EA Madden Sports <laughs> all you want this offseason. <laughs> I mean, savage to the level of the most savagery I've ever seen. Unbelievable. Well, That's for hilarious. sure. Yeah, well, I mean, you never – in the NFL, I don't care who you play. You never look ahead, period. Yeah. Absolutely. It's NFL. Anybody can beat you on any given Sunday. Now, see, we'll see. We'll see if the Jags get in trouble because after the game, they were getting all hyped, and Jalen Ramsey said we're looking forward to the Super Bowl. They can't look past the Patriots. It seems like they've got this fire, but the worst thing I, th- I think to me the only success thing is success. That is the worst, the absolute yeah. worst thing for success is success because it brings about a couple of things. It brings about comfortability. You get comfortable where you are. You quit grinding. You quit working hard to achieve that next level because you're already at that next level. It brings about a little bit of arrogance. Yeah, I agree. You but... think you're better than everybody else, so you think that you can say whatever you want. And the last thing it brings about is predictability. In your comfortability and in your arrogance, you start to do things that tick off to other people what you're doing. Okay, whether that be on the field of play, whether that be with your play calling, your decision making, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, your predictability becomes heightened because you are comfortable and you are arrogant. So that one kind of deals with the other two, but the other two are independent of each other. You can be arrogant without being comfortable. You can be comfortable without being arrogant. But when you are both of those things, it brings about the third, which is predictability. And the Jaguars oh, yeah. cannot become predictable because if they are. Who is the king at dicing apart predictable defenses? Brady. Thank you very much. Come I, again. I, I have a question. When we get into that game later in the podcast, I have a question for that game. Okay. All right. Yeah, let's go ahead and move on to the to the last game in the divisional round. Saints the and best Vikings. game of the night, the weekend. Oh, man. So many lead changes in three minutes. I was standing up on my feet watching this game. This is the first time ever that each team in the second half okay has had more than 90 percent chance of victory and i think it was actually more than 95 percent chance of victory that's Uh, crazy at one point in the third quarter the saints had not scored their first touchdown yet the vikings were up 17 to 0 and the vikings had like a 95 percent chance to win okay lo and behold it's 24 23 with 10 seconds left and the Saints had a 98.8% or something like that, where the Vikings had like a 2% chance to win. With 10 seconds left, the ball at the uh, their own 39. Is that right? 39 plus 61? Is that, mm-hmm. is that 100? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. At their own 39 with 10 seconds left. They had a – or it might have even been less than that, honestly. It might have been like a it's 0.2% about, about, chance. Uh, 14? And we witnessed – I promise, better than any of Rogers' Hail Marys, better than David Tyree's helmet catch, better than Larry Fitzgerald in overtime, better than Tim Tebow to Demarius Thomas in overtime. We witnessed the greatest moment 
in NFL playoff history, I think. I think oh, this yeah, is hands I think this is number one. This I had the same feeling about this that I did watching the Astros win the World Series. Literally, I had the same feeling. This was that great of a moment. I It I, was. I could not believe my eyes. If we you're all know there Dub was crying, dude. I mean he was he was tearing up because that's the first thing man. we did, man. We got we all skyped each other like because we Absolutely. knew how great of a moment it was. It was within like five seconds of the game being over, man. We just automatically were like, "Hey, holy oh. crap! Did this really just happen? Okay. Did we just see this happen?" I, could, I no, think I couldn't believe it. Honestly, that guy, Marcus. I mean. Think about that. Marcus Williams is like in his early twenties, I think, if I'm not mistaken. He's a rookie. rookie. First year. So he's probably he, twenty-two. You feel for the kid, but then I like how he came out. And he said, "I'm not gonna let this play define my career," and, and that just shows you that that's yeah, great. That's so, a great thing to see. Sure, you want to see that, a young player here's, say here's that. The reality, okay. Here's the reality. This play will define his career. In one way or another, okay? And this is what I mean by that. Yeah. If he can overcome this somehow, because I think nobody knows how how monumental this moment really is yet. Nobody really knows yet. But just, just be patient here. Nobody knows how monumental this moment is yet. But if he can find a way to overcome it, he can possibly alter his career to become a better player than he would have Say he had made that tackle anyway, game over. Marcus Williams may not have been, you know, say say we're looking at this ten years from now, okay? And he is okay. every year Pro Bowl, or say he's made nine Pro Bowls in a row, right? Say starting next year, he makes a Pro Bowl every single year, and he is just this unbelievable player, all right? The best secondary guy we've seen since like Troy Polamalu, all right? Let's just assume this, okay? We can look back to this and say this is the reason, okay? If he had not miss this tackle he would not have pushed himself so hard for a decade to be this kind of player okay or on the other hand oh yeah we can say that he tormented himself over this play so much that he pretty much laughed himself out of the nfl and this play did haunt him but i do think no matter what the outcome good or bad this play will define his career in one way or the other like i just said the two ways this play will define his career he will not continue to just be Marcus Williams. He will either become a stud, and by stud I mean like people are going to kick themselves for 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 missing him in the draft. He is going to become like Deshaun Watson's stud, okay? Or he becomes laughed out of the NFL like Trent Richardson, like Tim Tebow, okay? It's yeah. going to be one of those two. I totally, I can totally say that. I hope it's, I hope it's the great. Story oh, obviously, yeah. I, I, I always, yeah, I always want players to do well. I will never root against anybody, uh, unless the Texans are playing them that week. I will never root against anybody. I want to see guys succeed. I want to see guys do well. I hate people that laugh at injuries. I hate people that wish injuries upon other people. I think those people should go to hell. Um, but that's just one of the worst things you can do. I mean, wishing harm to another person is one of the worst things you can do. I don't understand the concept behind it. I don't understand how a human being can wish ill among another human being. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. Yeah, me same. I don't. I don't. 
like when Matt Schaub got injured. Like, remember when he got injured and the fans started booing him? Like you don't do that. That's a guy's livelihood. That, that's 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 not right. Period. Yeah, there's been there's been a couple times where people have gotten injured and fans have laughed, fans have booed, cheered, whatever, man. Um, just all sorts of crazy stuff like that you wouldn't wish on your worst enemy. All right. Now I think we've pretty much covered the divisional round. I know we didn't spend as much time on the game as we should have, but everybody watched it. I mean, there were 40. Yeah. If you didn't watch it, I'm sorry. That watched that game. And I think the better team won, personally. I think the Vikings are better. Anyways, AFC Championship. Jaguars at Patriots on Sunday, January 21st. And kickoffs at 2.05. You can go ahead and start with your point that you had about these guys. Well, I think this would be a great game. I think if the Jaguars find a way to stop Gronkowski, then I think they'll win. But if they can't, I just see them having a tough game on defense again. What do you think? Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree with that. Um, it's always hard for anybody to stop Gronkowski. Uh, but what, what oh, I yeah. think you do is I think – I think you make Gronkowski beat you. Okay, so you're so we're kind of going opposite sides here, right? You say well, you got to find yeah. a way to stop Gronkowski. Well, I think if you spend too much time worrying about that, you're going to leave Amendola, Cooks, Hogan, White, Lewis a little bit too comfortable. Okay, I think you need to continue to lock down on the outside. Okay, Ramsey and Boye, do your thing. Don't even mess with them. All right, your linebackers need to focus on the running backs. I think if you if 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 it's up to Brady and Gronk to win this game, so it's just you know Gronk has to have 15 catches for 200 yards and three touchdowns, or they lose, they're gonna lose. I think you don't worry about Gronk. I mean, I'm not saying you leave him wide open. I'm just saying don't game plan for Gronkowski. Game plan for everybody else because everybody tries too hard to game plan for somebody you really can't. Who cares what he does if he's the only one who does it, right? Stop Deion yeah. Lewis. Stop James White. Stop Brandon Cook. Stop Danny Amendola. Stop Chris Hogan. And you will be fine. You will be fine. I think they shouldn't rush the court. I, I think they shouldn't rush more than four. Let Brady have all day back there to throw the ball. That secondary is good enough to keep with him. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's all I'm saying. I, I don't think they should ever have one blitz all game. I think they should send four rushers every play, seven defensive backs, go for it. Play in the quarter package all game long. Yeah, I agree. I totally I think I think if I was honestly I want I want Jackson to win. Because to me I'm tired of seeing the Patriots there. I know you are too. It's well, time from some fresh time from some fresh blood. See, I like I'm the Vikings Eagles. Time for some fresh blood. I don't I, care I who like the Patriots team is. The, pa- the Patriots can be playing for the Browns, and I'll be the biggest dang Browns fan there is. So, uh, that's how much I don't like the pride. That's how much I don't like the Patriots. I'm it's, not saying it's not because it's not because uh, the Braden, that they've done wrong. Like yes. I personally don't care about Spygate or Deflategate or any of that crap. I don't. I I only care about okay. You guys have won five championships in the last sixteen years. You need to give somebody else a chance. Like. Get out of here. Let some of these other guys have a spot in the, in the spotlight. You know, have a chance to shine. I mean, just 
thank God it's not the Steelers Patriots again. I'm just tired of seeing that matchup. Like I know it's good for publicity and it's like, you know, Steelers Patriots part 12 or whatever it is, you know, Roethlisberger and Brady part 20. Who cares? I want to see fresh meat. Like you said, new blood, young blood. All right. Get in there, get you your feet wet. And cause they'll continue to be good for a couple of years. Like Vikings Eagles, ton of good young players on both sides of the ball. And they got a chance to be there for a couple more years. I'm just tired of seeing the same old team dominating the NFL. And, I mean, you know, hats off to Brady. Goat, obviously. Best of all time. Greatest of all time. No doubt in my mind. He's number one. Above Peyton mm-hmm. Manning. Absolutely. Okay? But I'm just tired of seeing them. And that's why when we say we hate the Patriots, that's why we say it. We don't actually hate anybody on the team. We don't hate Bill Belichick. He's the genius. I mean, he's the greatest football mind in history. Okay? We don't hate these guys. We hate the unbelievable success that they've had in the last 15 years, and it's not stopping. And it's getting old. It's getting boring. It's getting tired. Okay? They're not doing Mm -hmm. anything different either. They've been running that offense the same way for 15 years. There's nothing different. It's all the same. I mean, I think it would be different once McDaniels and Patricia leave – Everybody's thinking that Belichick's out the door. I mean, but there's no jobs available. Everybody's trying to say he's in the Giants. No, if Belichick, is, up if there. Belichick is done, oh. okay, he's going to be in the Patriots front office not doing anything because he's not going to coach anywhere ever again, ever. Mark my words, yeah. Bill Belichick will never be an NFL head coach for any other team ever again. He's done. It's funny because has a chance to win. He pretty six much screwed New World England championships. He's never. I mean, why? What else are you chasing? You can't possibly chase anything else. You can never outdo what you did because you're old now. You don't have another thirty years to do it again. Like you're done. Just, just finish. Just be done. You know. Just. I'm not saying give up, but I'm saying retire right off into the sunset in glory. Like people Girl, worship you. Bill same with. He kind of has screwed done, the man, pooch by trading. He screwed the pooch by trading Jimmy G for New no, England. No, he didn't screw them. He, came, he didn't. He didn't. No, he didn't. Yeah. He he is the one who sent Jimmy G <sighs> to the 49ers because of the situation they had there with Kyle Shanahan. It was the GM, okay, that wanted to ship him away, and it was up to Belichick to kind of stop the bleeding, so to speak. Like, there was a giant gaping hole in his yeah. body, just gushing out blood. And the only way to stop it was to find a place where he would be well-suited. Okay, that would be a really good fit. True. And he found it. So he stitched up that wound as best as he could. Poor Bill Belichick. And he looks like the bad guy. Because at the end of the day, yeah, he gets final say on everything. So when you get your GM breathing down your throat like, hey, we're getting rid of this guy. And you say, no, 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 no. And you continue to get rejected and say, no, we're getting rid of this guy. So either you pick somewhere or I will. He said, okay, I'll I'll pick then. I'll pick. And San Francisco, and that's going to be a good division too. That division could be good pretty soon. I agree. Rams, Seahawks, Seahawks already there. Cardinals just need to get there. Cardinals are not even Cardinals. They just need to climb up the ladder a little bit. Yeah, they need at least a QB. And they'll yeah, probably be 9-17. You got David Johnson back. That's good news. Uh, but, you you know, they got a top – do they have a top five pick? No. They finished 8-8. Eight eight. Oh, that's right. They, they were too good. 
they still need. You know what? Honestly, the guy who fits our system very well, and I'm gonna get some heat for this. I'm actually planning on sending it out on Instagram and Twitter soon. But Kyle Allen, Kyle Allen, U of H quarterback, fits their system better than anybody, better than Josh Allen, for that matter. <laughs> I think Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen's going to be a bust. I think Kyle Allen is going to be the Cardinals. Should be. Okay, should be the Cardinals' next starting quarterback. Kyle Allen. I disagree. I, I think Josh I Allen or or no, Josh, somebody but, that's... But they're not going to fall. Josh Allen's not going to fall that far. He will. He'll I don't fall. think so. I mean, we all know Stephon's going number one, obviously. No. Saquon Barkley's going number no. one overall to the, to the Browns. Okay. It's going to be a QB. And then at number two, you've got who? The Giants? Yeah. Let me, let me pull up real quick here. NFL draft order. Uh, top four. I know it goes Cleveland, Giants, Colts, Browns. Yeah, I know the Browns have again because of us. Okay, so yeah. Cleveland's going to take Saquon Barkley first. All right. That's that's a no-brainer. The Giants, everybody's saying that they're going to take a quarterback, but I'm not really 100% sure. Uh, they need an offensive lineman more than they need a quarterback right now. But, okay, so, so say they do. Say they take Darnold or Rosen, whatever. Uh, the Browns are going to take whoever that is at four. All right, The Colts are not taking a quarterback, obviously. They're going to take somebody on defense. They're going to take a defender. All right. No. So you got. No, I think they'll either take the I think they'll take an offensive line. Sure. Okay. The Colts will. But say the Giants take an offensive lineman. The Colts then would not turn around and pick an offensive lineman because there's only one guy that deserves to be in the top ten draft at, at offensive line. Okay. So the Colts then would turn around and pick a defender, right? Then the Browns, if the if the if the Giants don't take a quarterback, the Browns then would have their pick at Rosen or Darnold, right? Denver, yeah. then we'll take one of the other ones. Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Sam Darn, whoever's left. And then at six, the New York Jets will also take a quarterback. So the three quarterbacks, the top three, Rosen, Darnold, Allen, will be gone by pick six. New York Jets will be gone, okay? Then you've got a couple teams that don't need quarterbacks all in a row. You've got Tampa, you've got Chicago, you've got San Francisco and Oakland, Okay. Those are that, that'll finish out the top ten. After that, you're looking at Miami, who's getting Tannehill back, so they won't need a quarterback also. Okay, but then you get then you get exciting right here. All right. You get Cincinnati and Washington. Now one of these two teams could be in the market for somebody. We don't know for sure, but I, I at least think they could be in the market for a quarterback. All right. The Bengals, we all know that Andy Dalton might be out of there. Everybody's saying Buffalo. I'm maybe, calling Baker. If he's gone. No, no, no. They're going to get somebody. Baker, May- somebody. Baker Mayfield to Cincinnati. Okay, yeah, sure. I like that. All right, Baker Mayfield to Cincinnati. All right. Then at Washington, get somebody else. All right, Washington, uh, whoever's the next greatest, you know, Washington State quarterback maybe. I don't really know who else is good. But anyways, Green Bay at 14. They're obviously not taking a quarterback. Then you got Arizona at 15. So Arizona at 15, their number one need is a quarterback. Okay, obviously. Carson Palmer retired. They're not going to start the season with Blaine Gabbard as their starter. Or, God forbid, Drew Stanton. 
they're going to take a quarterback, and I promise you they need to take Kyle Allen. They need to. If they don't, he will ruin their career. I promise. Kyle Allen's not a top, not even a top 10 QB prospect. Yes, I understand he's not a top 10 prospect. But what does that matter? Was Brady a top 10 prospect? Was Dak Prescott a top 10 prospect? Was Russell Wilson a top 10 prospect? No. Yes. No. Those guys were taken to the third and fourth round. That's not top 10. At the position, yes, but not overall. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Come on now. If you think that that's going to happen every single time, then you're out of your mind. I mean, if especially, okay, especially if what I just named off, four, five, six teams in the top 14 need quarterbacks. That's almost half. And then number 15 also needs a quarterback. So the seventh best quarterback then at that point is not as good as Kyle Allen would be a fit for that team. Okay, nobody else is a good enough. I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. The Cardinals, who's left? Okay, because again, sure, Josh Allen probably a better fit. Okay, will he be there? Absolutely not. Sam Darnold better fit, maybe. Will he be there? Absolutely not. Josh Rosen not a better fit. Baker Mayfield not a better fit. Those guys don't really fit that that Arizona offense. Allen, Darnold, Kyle Allen as well. We don't even know who their head coach is going to be, so we yeah, can't yeah, say sure. who's a sure. better fit. I mean, it sure. all depends on who's going to be their head coach, who they draft at QB. Sure, but you know that they're already looking at somebody. They've got to be. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying they're not going to. I'm saying they'll take a QB. I, I agree with you. They will take a QB, but they won't take Kyle Allen. I don't know why you're so high on that prima donna, freaking selfish prick, white boy. Okay, it's because of his attitude. And that's why. He's terrible attitude. He has terrible attitude. And he's not even that good. That's he what sucked, I'm talking about. He sucked at AM and he sucked at U of H when everybody thought, oh man, him going to U of H with Apple White, man, maybe he'll be a great player playing well, hey, in that if you conference. Hey, Look hey, what hey, happened. Hey, if you haven't noticed, Apple White sucks. If you haven't noticed yet, Major Apple White is a terrible coach. Okay. I mean he's like Lane Kiffin. Kendall Bryles is a leader head coach after Applewhite sucks. Yes, Major Applewhite sucks. Okay, but anyways. All I'm saying is... Back to the last championship game. I know, I know. We only got one more. But all I'm saying is, is I'm just saying this because I know who the top 10 guys are. And you're right. Kyle Allen may be number 10. But at 15, there will already be six guys gone. And it would not be out of the that, realm of possibility that, I to mean, see that, that number seven, number eight, and number nine time. on that list don't fit, and number ten would fit. They're not going to take somebody that doesn't fit. That's all I'm saying. You got to have someone throw the ball downfield. Kyle Allen can do that. Yeah, I agree. And his yeah, attitude we'll, we'll just, helps him in the NFL. Trash. The big time attitude. Oh, it will not him help him. No. Nope. Your 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 crybabies. All that. Look kind at of Johnny Manziel. That helps. Okay, no, but the only thing wrong with him is Manny that he was Manziel. a partier. No, he was a partier, though. You, you know, you drink, you smoke weed. So is Kyle you get Allen. So is Kyle. But, but he didn't, I mean, he doesn't have all these crazy allegations surrounding him like Johnny Manziel did. That's why he fell all the way down to 22. We need to, kind of, we need to get Whatever. to the last game. Yeah, I know. All right. Yeah, we're running short. Last game. Vikings-Eagles. Go Vikes. Skull Vikes. 
I th- I think this will be another D. De- I think it's going to be a defensive battle, low scoring game. I say winner. I say seventeen, fourteen Vikings. Um, four bath game. Four bath game win. Four bath makes a game winning field goal. I think seventeen fourteen Eagles at home. Oh. In the dog pound, and it's going to be a dog pound this week, man. Who do you? So Absolutely. who's your AFC winner? There's going to be eighty thousand dog masks in that stadium at the link. It's going to be lit. Um, so Eagles. Uh, Eagles. Eagles. Oh, I'm going. Eagles, Patriots, Super Bowl. Vikings, Jaguars. Yeah, I, if I was going bold, I'd say Vikings, Jags, Super Bowl. Yeah, I would go there. But Vikings, my, Jags, my comfortable Super Bowl, Vikings. Picks, Eagles, Patriots, Super Bowl. Hey, that's a, that'll be the first time in a long time both number one seeds make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it almost never happens now. Number one seeds are mm-hmm. like irrelevant. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Well, I think that's what's going to – I mean, we all we, – we made predictions in the past. And we've been wrong, but yep. I have a, I, I think we I think we're going to hit – one of us is going to be right. You know what I'm really excited for, though? Probably what? the only thing I'm excited for because I don't have a dog in the fight. I am excited for the skills competition at the Pro Bowl. It's my new favorite thing. I love it. Oh, yeah, me competition, too. It's amazing. Strength nice. competitions, the dodgeball game. Dude, those are hilarious. And all those guys are mic'd up. They're having so much fun. Like, it is awesome. It's so much fun just to sit there and watch. Like, just watch these guys just have fun and ball out. Like, they're having so much fun. You just want to get in there and do it with them. I love the new skills competition. Oh, yeah, competition. for sure. I love it. All right. It's a good thing. That it gets some people back in, invested into it again. Yeah, because uh, it sucked, and they quit going to Hawaii because that sucked, so they're in Orlando. But final words. Final words, Barnacle. I'm um, just looking for a great Sunday of football, and I'm just ready for the Super Bowl, man. Oh, yeah, me too. Super Bowl in Minnesota, I really hope they can make it, man. I, they got to they gotta ride this me momentum too. into next yeah. week because they have much more momentum than the Eagles do, and they're going to need it playing on the road. At the link. And Philly. Really suck. Alright? Yeah, it is. I On think that'd be the best game. Barnacle, it's Jake the Snake. As always, great having you guys here listening in. You can catch us on Instagram and Twitter, Fantasy Unscripted. Also, our website, fantasyunscripted.wordpress.com. Listen to our podcasts, subscribe on iTunes and Google Play. And we're going to have a new championship bracket coming up this week. So, if you guys are interested, um, we'll be sending out some tweets and Instagram pictures, like and retweet and all that good stuff. And uh, we'll see. i got to get creative here. I'm running out of ideas, but I'll figure it out. You guys have a great week. See you later.